everyone and welcome to the Omega Metroid Podcast. My name is Andy Spateri, joined by Dakota Lasky. We are still riding high from the announcement of Metroid Dread. Can you believe it? I thought I might wake up the next day and none of it be real, but by God, it's happening. It's coming out in October. Wow, I'm I, what a feeling. My entire Twitter feed has just been like Metroid everywhere and from people like not in the Metroid bubble too, like... This this seems like it completely stole E3, completely just is the talk of the town. No, absolutely, yeah. Everyone's talking about it. It's been looking really good in terms of pre-orders. Obviously, everyone's trying to get their hands on, like, the special edition, which has been almost, I mean, if not entirely, completely sold out everywhere. And the game looks really awesome. There's fan art all over the place. It's It's crazy how, like, we did an episode on Metroid Dread back in, what, March? The game that never was, and then here we are talking about getting special editions for Metroid Dread in October, which is absolutely insane to me. Uh, I've rewatched like the gameplay, the trailers over and over again. I'm so excited for this game. Everyone seems excited for this game, um, and you know what? I even see people, you know, hating on the game, which, as far as I'm concerned, is good because if you're not if if you're not hating hate if if someone's not hating on you, you're not doing something right. And as far as I'm concerned, everyone is otherwise is loving the game. My my timeline is full of positive comments. People are excited for a sequel to Fusion, a you know a new Metroid game, the first. New Metroid, like 2D Metroid in 19 years. I feel like it is actually a dream come true. It's a pipe dream come true. And it's actually like we're living it. And it's so awesome that we get to play this game in like 140 days or something, which is just insane to me. So excited for this. Everyone seems excited for it. It looks awesome. Uh, yeah, it, it's 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 mind-blowing, man. And, and one of the, the absolute coolest things about this is like, like I said, um, so I'm in the Zelda community too, right? But like, man... We were talking about Breath of the Wild 2, but we were talking about Metroid Dread. Yeah. Like we were, we, that was the talk. And there's so many people that are just like, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to play this Metroid Dread game. I've never played Metroid before, but I'm going to try out this Dread game. And I think that that is so awesome. It's so great to see this new game bring in new people, new eyes, new ideas to the series. I, I think that this is going to be like just a, a really, really big moment for the series and a big moment for, you know, the fans that have been walking this road for the last, I mean, God, 19 years. And oh my God, it's still, it's such a, it like, it was such a moment. I feel like I I will never forget when, when that, uh, what, first of all, Metroid five came on the screen, but man, when Metroid dread was revealed as a title, that just hit another way. That, that was like, yeah. Oh my God. It was, and you know, we talked about it um, last week with doom and with rod. And uh, that was kind of funny. Cause we were, it was almost like we were still in like shock a little bit still. And just like processing everything, but man, what a, it just, what a feeling, um, you know, to, to experience and to experience after we had started this podcast. Uh, it, it was, it was a, a great moment and, and one that I will never, ever forget. And, oh, my God, I'm, I'm so looking forward to the next couple of weeks here on the show. We're going to be talking pretty much nonstop about Metroid Dread for the next couple of weeks. And uh, we are kicking it off today with a gameplay analysis. So we're going to be watching the, uh, the Treehouse presentation where we saw about 23-ish minutes of gameplay footage from Metroid Dread. Dak, you said that you took a bunch of notes. I actually went the other way. I knew that we were going to watch this, so I was just like, I actually stopped myself from watching it so I could 
uh, like kind of react fresh on on the spot. So I think that this is going to be a nice mix of like what's going on here and and what we're going to see and break down. Yeah, I couldn't help myself. I've watched this footage a bunch of times. I mean, there's 40 minutes of Metroid Dread footage, man. I don't know how I could. I don't know how you could not watch it. I was, I've watched it a bunch of times. I also watched it on, on stream. So I watched it on, on my Twitch stream a couple days ago. And then I just rewatched it um, just before we recorded this and took a bunch of notes, as you said. Yeah, I have, I think I have like four or five pages of notes on, on just the first part of that 40 minutes of footage. So like you said, around like 22, 23 minutes. And I, we're going to do just that first part, that part one of the part of, of two parts of the Metroid Dread presentation from the Nintendo Treehouse because, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, there's a lot to say just on that first half. I'm really excited to talk about the second half, too, because there's some awesome stuff there as well. But even the first half, I mean, there's so much. And, I, you know, I figure, like, I had to start taking notes because I'm, like, I'm like, I'm looking, I'm pausing, I'm, I'm looking at individual frames, seeing what's going on here. Like, this is the fact that this game <laughs> even exists. Like, I am, I am putting this footage under a microscope because I'm so excited to play it, so, you know, why not? Yeah, it absolutely stole the show, so I'm excited to now go back to the show and, and re-watch it again and, and take a look and see what's going on. Yeah, and, uh, you know, we're going to be breaking down part one today. Uh, we're going to be doing part two in the future, and we'll probably even break down the uh, the Sakamoto Diaries. And uh, Oh, we have to. We really, are, we are. We're really going take to. into account what he said, because that, that was a fascinating fascinating little uh little interview that they did with him as well and it wasn't even very long but i felt like there was so much yeah it's like six minutes so much yeah it it was it was in a way it was very much um like hearing our metroid dread episode but from sakamoto and he was just kind of reliving the experiences and and all the challenges and the the development so very very cool we're going to be doing that in the future and in the near future as well we're going to be taking your guys's questions theories thoughts uh we're just going to do uh, a big old Q&A episode. We'll talk everything Metroid Dread. So we are going to have um, a real good time here. But as uh, as my partner just said, he has four pages of notes here. So we better get going <laughs> here. Um, let's, let's break it down and let's analyze the gameplay of Metroid Dread. So uh, just a reminder to everybody, this is part one of the Treehouse video. And if you want to watch along with us, that's definitely cool. And, and I would encourage you to do so. If you're just listening in the car or wherever... Uh, we'll try and break it down and, and be as descriptive as we possibly can so that you can follow along as well. But if you're watching along, what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you a little bit of a countdown and we're going to do some commentary uh, over top of the gameplay footage that we're seeing. So, that being said, Dak, let's go ahead and hit play in 3, 2, 1, play. So, Andy... um. Yeah, we are. We're watching this on YouTube. You know what I'm just realizing here? A little bit of a, a meta comment, but I'm realizing the backup OBS file is also going to have this fun audio <laughs> from from oh, the from the video. So if we end up <laughs> using that backup, maybe you'll have a little extra audio there. I'm sure we won't though. But um, yeah, so have a little extra sauce on your burger. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah, so we're gonna take a look at this treehouse footage, which. So the first video, about 22 minutes or so, it goes through, as far as I know, I think just one of the two areas that we see in this, like, not demo, but presentation. So we see, Artar- I think it's Artaria and and Kataris, or Carteris, mm-hmm. how you pronounce it. So I think we are, we're seeing the former, you know, the, of those two here. Wow, so the, the, 
the amount of detail just in the backgrounds here is just yeah let, let's pause first of all awesome. let's let's pause real quick i'm gonna pause because yeah the details in the back but also adam looks really cool he's not just like this little you know screen i guess like this awesome like morphing kind of and i'm gonna unpause again here but just this morphing kind of like look to him like i don't know i like that he's not just computer So there we go. So something, um, something very reminiscent of Samus Returns here, where they just kind of had the, the roaming uh, save pillars and stuff like that. There, there wasn't like a lot of dedicated rooms. That obviously returns in uh, in Metroid Dread here, um, and of course the the free the three sixty aiming that we all know and love from Samus Returns looks like it is made a return as well. Um, one yes. thing that I think that we that we noted on our last episode, Dak, is that from the looks of this gameplay. There doesn't really look to be a whole lot of um, familiar enemies. Uh, most of the enemies look like they're new, and so, you know what? Let's let's go pause right because you mentioned it earlier there. But let's go and and just take a look at Adam's room here, which we can we can assume is like maybe um, not a navigation room, but it's going to be something maybe similar in purpose. Although I think that they said that it's not going to stop you gameplay wise. It does it does look very cool. Uh, you know, I'm not the biggest Adam fan. But I, as much as I, as I was, you know, over here saying, like, I didn't want him in the sequel to Fusion, I, I always did think that it was kind of inevitable that he would be there. And I think that from what we've seen so far, the way that Adam is in here is, you know, probably the best way that he possibly could be. He's going to be giving you hints and maybe the occasional um, direction, but it's not going to be breathing down your neck, let's just say, like like maybe it was in, in previous games. So I, I'm liking kind of what we're seeing so far for Adam here. And so, I believe that he's voice acted as well. Yes. So there's I mean, there's a lot to unpack here. I'm paused at one, only 137 on the video. There is a, a crazy amount to unpack. So first with Adam, uh, yeah, I like that they've gone in this direction with him that he's not going to be giving you orders. He's not going to be giving you directions outright. He's not going to be like, okay, Santa, it's time to go here. Like, this is what you're doing, like A to B. He's gonna. You're gonna be checking in, and he's likely gonna be like it. From what they've said in the treehouse, he's gonna be giving you lore and story updates. Essentially, like he's gonna be talking to you about the story. So it seems like he's gonna be giving you like updates, details. This is what's going on. Like alerts, probably, and then maybe the occasional like hint or something like that. He's not gonna be, yeah. you know, imperative to what you're doing. He's not gonna be locking you into an objective. You're gonna be checking in with him. And he's like, hey, by the way, this is going on here. Or hey, like you might not have known, blah blah, something like that. What I think is really interesting is because I'm pretty convinced that planet ZDR is a Chozo planet or some kind, uh, and we'll go into that later. But the fact that there's like a whole room where like this big like sphere, Adam is like built into it. Like, were these rooms like Federation rooms where the Adam AI was like able to be built into it? Did the Chozo create these rooms and like that can adapt to like any AI being like downloaded into it? Um, and why does Adam look like the Emmy doors? Which are both Federation technology, I guess, but it's just very interesting to me that they're both this, like, the amorphous, like, ship-shifting, like, rippling cube look that both the Emmy doors and the Atom have um, is really interesting to me, and I'm, I'm wondering how that's connected. Really quickly, aside from that, sorry, um, I also just love how you walk in and it's all dark and, like, the lights are off and you only see, like, the auxiliary lights and Samus's suit, and then you turn it on, it looks really awesome. Yeah, I just, God, Sam's suit just looks so so good, and there I love how much like fan art there was immediately of the dread suit. It was just yeah. absolutely awesome. Um, you you touched on something that I think is kind of cool actually. So my my working theory was is that Samus somehow was able to 
almost bring Adam with her and download her into planet ZDR into this. Uh, I don't know if it's uh, one station or we're going to be exploring the planet later, but my, my theory was that like I could see her downloading Adam into, you know, the network of whatever station mm-hmm. that we happen to be on, on ZDR. And um, if you look at the, I guess the orb of Adam and the blue lights, it, it really does look like the, um, like the eyes of the Emmys, but in a non-threatening color, which I think is is maybe oh yeah, that's true as well. Yeah, yeah, that, that, I didn't even and notice it, that. Like we we've seen something kind of like that where they played like the with the colors and stuff in Breath of the Wild, where like orange was bad, blue was good. So that that kind of reminded me actually of like the the Emmys here because it's like blue is good for Adam, um, you know, red is bad for the Emmys. So very cool. But yeah, I I think that this is the best use of Adam. Um, you know, as is a backup support player, like to, I I could see him giving you a similar role as in when in Metroid Prime and you're you know you're kind of off track and you're not exactly progressing in the story. Eventually, you'll just have something say like there is an anomaly on this part of the map yeah. or something like that. I could see Adam being in a role very similar to that, where if you're just kind of schmucking around and you're not really progressing and you're lost, him just saying like I've detected blah 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 over in this quadrant mm-hmm. of this sector or whatever and i think that that's fine yeah i definitely agree um aside from that i know you also mentioned the enemies real quick i was i was actually thinking about that more they definitely like i think at first glance they don't look familiar but i think the more you look at the enemy types in this game they are pretty like feature wise like gameplay wise pretty familiar to like previous metroid enemies mm-hmm. they just don't look the same i think that's really what it is like they gave them these more updated like more grotesque kind of realistic enemy looking types rather than looking more like cartoony like 1980s arcadey space alieny looking so i think that's kind of where they're going because like i still kind of see like zoomers and gamers they're just not looking the same but gameplay loop wise you still have similar enemies i think that's kind of where they're going with it and uh and also that you mentioned free aim in the treehouse, and you can see it in the gameplay too, that you can do the free aim not only when you're standing, but also while you're moving, which is huge. So, I mean, being able to 360 free aim, whether standing or moving, makes the game feel way more smoother. Like, the game itself, it definitely looks more streamlined and optimized to, so that way, like, in, like in Samus Returns, you have to stand in place to do your 360 aiming. You have to stand in place to yeah. do your melee count. You have to wait for enemies to come to you. In this game, you're on the move. You're going to them. You're dash meleeing. You're, you're not just doing a standing melee counter. You're running and free, you know, 360 aiming on the move instead of just standing in place while doing it. So I think that emphasis on being able to do that stuff on the move is a really good evolution of you know the gameplay that we saw in Samus Returns. So I'm I'm happy to see that you can have that running free aim. Especially coming off playing like, you know, like Prime 2D, for example, which is on an official Metroid game. Like that is a similar mechanic and just it just feels much better. Yeah, yeah, totally. I, I think that the movement in this game is just going to be uh, really, oh, really, like really fast. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, let's let's press play. I yeah. do have more to say about the enemies and stuff, because I, I think that you're right. Like all of the enemies functionally look very similar, like those press big play. gross blobs that are on. Yeah, the like right here. Game. These they are like, like they, these are exactly like Metroid enemies, really. Like those are zoomers yeah, or gamers. Yeah, like those are basically uh, gamers, right? Exactly. There. But I, I think that maybe there is a reason why all of these are so much more grotesque and different and stuff like that. Like maybe there is a look at this guy too, a, a, a big crab looking thing. Yeah, um, it, a yeah, lot of enemies attack with that. their butts too in this game. I feel like yeah. I mentioned that last <laughs> week, but like there was like a running theme in this where a lot of enemies were like show Samus 
their butt and attack and like i don't know if that's like a thing or like someone like intentional well, i don't would know you attack samus if you were fighting her Come on. I, <laughs> I mean i wouldn't be fighting her that's for sure but oh, yeah, um that's for damn sure but you know like like this thing Let, coming up here too that running melee counter my god yeah the, ru- the so running scary. melee looks awesome but even like right down oh. below where samus just ran by that like that thing looks like oh. a beetle too but yeah the the dash melee yeah. is awesome that's again what i'm talking oh, about like instead good. of just having to stand in place wait for the pattern to come about and like for the enemy to attack you you just go right up to the thing and just bash it and you can immediately shoot out of the dash melee too so you're not waiting on yeah. like a cooldown uh, you can slide right after too it looks awesome oh that it, it just looks like it's going to be so much fun and that perhaps there's going to be room for for new counters and new moves and stuff like that mm-hmm. um and you know what i'm, I'm gonna give uh i'm gonna give other m some credit here it looks like some of the cool animations that we even saw in other m but like not stopping the gameplay to do so and like you can still free move while you're doing it so it looks like the best of that which i think we both agreed was pretty cool in that game and the best of the melee counters in samus Returns. so looks uh looks very cool let's just let's talk about this map too. yeah i'm gonna like, pause, pause for this map here oh, well okay i'm not gonna oh, pause okay. it all right no I'm gonna, I'm gonna let it go but i do want to talk about the map real quick i i mean i'm not i'm not someone who like really i'm at around like 325 right now i'm not really someone who is like the map is not do or die for me for a metroidvania but i i mean like for example markers i really like that's a nice simple addition um i don't remember yeah. if i think samurai returns might have had them um if they did or didn't i think they did but i mean you got to have it like it's a really simple yeah. addition i think one of the the coolest things about the the map or at least something that makes me think more is that you have like the fast cursor so i'm like okay maybe this map is like really big where you kind of need a, a fast cursor you can't just be moving around with the regular one so that's kind of something that's getting my mind thinking there um and also another detail too that they talk about later is the game automatically tells you once you enter the emmy region like the boundaries of that emmy region automatically so you don't have to like scope that out yourself which i think mm-hmm. is nice but also when you're in the emmy region the emmy shows up on your map is this like this fast like red like glowing dot that's coming at you which i think is cool if it's like patrolling you can also keep an eye on it on the map too it it just looks like a really clean map, uh, which is very important because a lot of a lot of Metroidvanias try and get really cute with their map and like the visuals of it or whatever. Um, and I am I'm like a I'm a map freak. Like if if a Metroidvania doesn't have a good map, I'm just it it kind of sucks for me. But uh, that map just looked really nice. The markers, the, what a great animation! These cutscenes, man, just, just falling down. This is what I love, man. I love. I this is exactly the cinematics that I like so, for Metroid. It doesn't have to be melodrama. It's like anticipatory and, and and awesome, exciting. It's great. Let's quickly pause on Samus's shoulder right there, okay? Because I I feel like if you're looking at the dread suit, and I'm sure that a bunch of people have pointed this out before, but um, so the the color motif, obviously you've got the white in there, which which looks a little bit like the PED suit, but in the corner in her shoulder pads, it it almost looks like like the same kind of turquoise that we saw in the fusion suit and it looks almost like organic or like stringy almost do you, do you see what i'm talking about there where it just it looks like it, it looks like it's weaving kind of in and out around the white of her of her bodysuit there so it, it just looks it looks very cool and it looks really like an amalgamation of fusion the ped suit and the classic uh various suit that you know we all know and love so th- i mean this is just like it's a great, great, great design, and I'm sure that there's going to be storyline reason for this dread suit. Um, but I just wanted to to point that out and just see and just know like what was going on in Samus's shoulder pads because I I think that there's going to be more to that story and what the the meaning behind that is. For sure, you can see it all through the suit, and that's something that I think I feel like everybody like 
but that's immediately what you notice when you see it. It's like you can see the the metal being like uh, surrounded by, and like you can see the the muscle. Like it's like it's like it looks like muscle essentially, like the musculature yeah, 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 of something, yeah, that's a good like way to put wrapping it, yeah. through and like weaving and intermingling with like with with metal and iron. It looks really sick, and definitely looks like a progression of like the fusion suit or like the fusion suit trying to adapt and like absorb technologies. Maybe it's interacted with. I'm thinking maybe like the when Samus arrives on ZDR, uh, she's wearing the fusion suit, but like. And ends up interacting with some kind of technology that changes her suit up here, so it's kind of a mix in between. And maybe eventually, by the end of the game, her suit becomes entirely like the normal metal suit and loses its organic, like you know, nature. Um, but yeah, I love the, like the mixture of it. You can even still see like the the, the tri gem from the fusion suit at the top above the jetpack. Uh, she has like this like black and white spine. I'm really thinking that sh this suit. I I what I'm thinking is happening is that the fusion suit is mixing with some kind of technology that the Emmys are also made out of because she has this black and white to her suit that the Emmys have, um, as well as her like the blue the blue from her original fusion suit and then like you know the red from the fusion and like classic suit as well i'm thinking it's like a mixture of the two like the old and new it's a mixture of her previous suit and her new enemy emmy so i'm thinking maybe the fusion suit might have tried to adapt some like emmy technology maybe maybe the first time samus is like fights an emmy like maybe the suit reacts and like like steals some of the emmy kind of how like dark samus like metroid prime steals some of Samus's phase in suit to like create Dark Samus. Maybe that happens in the reverse. Like maybe the fusion suit tries to like take some of the Emmy and creates this new suit. Um, or maybe it takes some Chozo technology or Federation technology. It sees other Federation technology lying around and kind of takes that in. So I'm thinking it definitely like 100% playing into that. It looks really cool. I love how the, the arm cannons like it has like it looks like the fusion can arm cannon, but it's big and bulkier, kind of like the prime one. Uh, yeah, obviously, I was gonna say this looks like the prime cannon to me. It looks like a big power. It, yeah, it looks right awesome. Um, I love like these cutscenes looking through the first great. person view. Looks awesome, and yeah. you can see all the like the tri like visor. It's like a mixture of like the Samus Returns and Fusion visors here. Like these are the cinematics I love that I want to see from Metroid. Uh, yeah, but I love the suit. It looks absolutely fantastic, and I think that's where they're going with it. I just, I just love that the visor glows. It's such a simple thing, but it mm -hmm. just it makes it her look so cool. There's some, tons of cool lighting effects that you can do. Like everything's glowing. Her arm cannon's glowing. This Emmy looks absolutely <laughs> menacing coming up. Yeah, um, and I I think that perhaps you know the Metroid DNA that Samus has inside of her is is going to be a thing too. Are these Emmys going to be attacking her if she didn't have that DNA? I'm not sure, but right. I I do think that that's going to be um, a big plot point here. This the design of the Emmy. Man, he just looks like super, super threatening, and it does look like uh, it looks like there's room for a lot of cool, different like uh, evolutions of this Emmy into like bigger and badder things. I know that on Twitter we were kind of theorizing that maybe there's going to be like a Ridley Emmy or something like that. Oh yeah, um, which I could I could totally see, but I really do love the the design of, of these guys here. Yeah, we we hit and play basically again. they're they're yeah. omnipotent here. Like they you cannot harm them. This one. In the trailer right here. Well, it's not entirely uh, true. Looks like he's a little bit beat up. Yeah, you can, you can harm them, but you need the right tools, it seems. But yeah, uh, yeah we hit play again. We pause let, at five sixteen. Let me rephrase. It doesn't look like you can destroy them. It looks like you can get rid of them, but you uh, can definitely put as them we down. Start, yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and I'm sure that we'll get the tools to eventually fight, confront, and defeat the Emmys as we go during Metroid Dread. But 
you know, as Samus gets powerful, I'm sure we'll also see more powerful Emmys as well. Yeah, but we get this this new this new like this is a big part of the the new kind of gameplay loop they've added, which is like the quick time event of the Emmy on top of Samus. Uh, you can counter it by, you know, pressing X at the exact moment of the flash of, like, the MEI, and it'll give you a counter, but if you mess it up, then you're, it's a one-hit KO, you're done, and you're out of there, so, so we're gonna hit uh, play again at 516, which is where we get that little message there, but I like this, I'm very curious about this Emmy, because, as you can see, it's all, oh, by the way, that move right there, Samus with the double kick to the face, and then, I didn't even notice that at first, that was (laughs) awesome, but I'm really, I'm, wow, that was so sick, but yeah, the, the I'm very curious about this Emmy because obviously something's already beat it up, <laughs> you know, like it's yeah, it's hunched this Emmy over. Yeah, is not at full power. Yeah, it's slow. It's but yeah, we're I'm I agree. We're gonna see like a progression. Like we're gonna get like this slow, crappy Emmy. Then we get like the normal ones that can move, and then we get much you stronger know, ones. I I think that we actually just gloss over something important. There is is we saw Samus just perform a wall jump and and jump right onto um, you know, right onto the ledge there. Uh, in, in previous 2D games, they haven't really stressed the wall jump very much. Uh, looks like they they might do so in this game, but let's uh, let's talk about this shot here. Yeah, let's pause right here at 6:05. Ooh, so yeah, first so go. so first of all, again, I love the integration of these cutscenes. Like this is the kind of like cinematics I like for this game, where it, it's nice and quick. It gives you a sense of scale, but also like impact too, or like you get these different angles and, 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 you know, can create some anticipation and tension depending on how you have the, the camera camera angled. So that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, second, uh, yes, the wall jumping. I love like that seems to be emphasized. And honestly, the jumping looks really tight too. Like Samus can change her project or her trajectory, like mid jump pretty soon after like the initial jump. So like, it seems like you have a lot of nice tight control. The game doesn't look floaty. Uh, which is really cool. And then, of course, yes, Samus enters this Let's room. Let's talk about it. We got to talk about this thing. So they call it a, a central unit, and the Treehouse members specifically say that it is uh, similar to things that Samus has, has seen it, yes. before, <laughs> essentially. <laughs> very, very careful with their words here. And yeah. I'm curious what your immediate reaction was when you saw this, because... My first thought was like, good God, this thing looks like Mother Brain, where I think you said that it looked like an Aurora unit was your first reaction, right? Yeah, I, I thought Aurora unit because it's like bluish and right. uh, not like and, and as I mean, big. Mother Brain and Aurora units look alike, so that's, you know. True. Kind of, it, yeah, it's it's kind of tomato, tomato, it, yeah exactly. Yeah, very, very cool that the um, they still seem to be keen on using these Aurora units or Mother, like what, what would become Mother Brain to to power these galactic federation facilities here so this one for all intents and purposes uh looks like it's going to actually be aiding us a lot during our gameplay uh and during our adventure here so um samus can uh, basically absorb um the energy from here and she's going to get some firepower to finally go back and combat these emmys so yeah it seems like it's going to be a very cool mechanic here and i like that it's um i like that it's not like permanent and that you really have to be careful you really have to be strategic with how you use your shot and i love the name i love the name let's yeah let's go ahead and press play well, let's see it in action real quick before i i do that though i i one thing i'm that really intrigues me about this game though is that there's sus stuff happening on both the federation and chozo side of things like i very much think this is like a chozo planet but like this is federation technology i would think Maybe, or maybe it's not. Maybe it is Chozo technology because it, it feels like an Aurora unit, but like Aurora units are based on the Mother Brain, which is, you know, like Chozo technology. So it's like, I don't know what's going on. I can't wait to see what's happening. But yeah, so we, she gets 
she touches the she touches the central unit she does the space jam touching the basketball and she gets the powers um she gets charles barkley's cannon and she gets oh the my. she gets the omega blaster this is awesome so the cannon uh yeah. she gets the omega it, the omega cannon first of all how sick is it that it's called omega it's weird because I mean, it's so that's awesome. it's the game says that it turns her arm cannon into the omega cannon but then the next message it says omega blaster online yeah so, so is uh, what, maybe, I, yeah. maybe the the cannon is the omega cannon but the actual fire shot is the <laughs> i think i think um, the arm way, cannon's cool. becoming the uh, omega blaster and she's getting the omega because like in metroid prime hunters does the omega cannon change how it, her arm cannon looks i don't remember i don't think it does maybe I, it does you're asking the wrong dude yeah i, sh- but, I should know I that mean, yeah <laughs> her arm cannon there is uh it's know, like red it's, now instead of the bigger, green yeah. that we all know it's now red and it breaks out into four parts it just looks, looks awesome. absolutely menacing Oof. and it looks like it packs one heck of a punch samus just shot this emmy right in the head and this guy is down for the count i'm god look how good this arm cannon looks yeah it's um, it's, it's and, and obviously cool. once you use it once or twice it's going to lose its power and just default back into the regular arm cannon which again is something that I think is going to be really cool and add a layer of, of strategy to to what you're having to do in this game. Yeah, I'm curious how that works because she used it against the wall and the energy didn't go away. Then she used it against an enemy and it did go away. So like, does it have two uses? Does it just have like a scripted use? Like she used it against an enemy and therefore it's done, but she could have used it against the wall or not. Um, that's what I'm kind of. These safe stations look really awesome, by the way. Like, these there's safe even stations look fantastic. yeah. So I, but the uh, I'm curious. Like, is that an Omega? blaster from like is that the omega cannon from metroid prime hunter is just something other i i feel like mercury steam is aware of like that kind of stuff and they wouldn't call it the omega cannon just for no reason but maybe it is a coincidence um i i like that sequence though i think it's cool like the me changes like it's height and like it, it's it's getting closer and closer the charging's happening are you gonna get it off in time or not i can't wait for those sequences against faster emmys and whatnot like i really like those sequences yeah it looks it looks really, it looks really awesome. It looks very threatening. Like you know that you have one shot, but you can't Ooh. mess it up. Emmy door, here we go. And, and by the way, this I love how Samus cool. like lifts herself up with one arm, like just so badass, like casually. But look at the Emmy door; it looks just like Adam. Looks cool. So we are going into uh, a very, very dangerous zone here. Uh, kind of reminds me of the Silent Realm from uh, from Skyward Sword. Actually, same kind of idea. Very threatening with every movement. Um, we know that there are Emmys patrolling in this sector like even the way that the visuals are just like flickering it just it really creates a sense of danger here that i think is really really like potent um and and really gives an atmosphere so this game you know is really nailing the atmosphere that metroid is so famous for absolutely i mean you have like the thing is in the background like to give you that like sense of like scale and like something much bigger going on you have like this like the the mist the fog falling down obviously you have an emmy crawling we see this in the the, the tra- announcement trailer, this sequence right here, where Samus has taken on her first actual Emmy here, it seems. Uh, yeah, this one is not uh, falling apart like, our, like the no, other one. No, it's not. Was. It's moving, but it can't go through small spaces for some reason, even though I feel like it could figure it out if it really wanted to. But some Emmys, it seems, can't go into some certain spaces, and then other Emmys can, and I'm sure there are even more stronger Emmys after that. So this kind of looks like the... Uh... It looks like the best of the SAX fights from Metroid yes. Fusion here, where you have an enemy chasing after you that you know you are not capable of, of fighting, and your only option is to run. Um, these ones don't look like they move as fast, and there's not firepower coming from from them, but 
you know that like if they catch you you are completely done as you said we saw that in the initial metroid dread trailer um where that emmy grabbed a hold of samus then it was fade to black so yeah very very cool and let's see i see you already paused here i was gonna say i was i was gonna i was gonna go back yeah because there's still so much to talk about i am paused at 10 yeah. 14 but there's still a lot to talk about from the emmys so I really love the Emmy idea. We talked about this, I think, I mean, I want to say a couple times on the show before we even knew about Metroid Dread being a, a, a new thing now, um, was, like, the the greatness of, like, the SAX gameplay, how we want to, like, more of that in, like, a Fusion remake or something like that, right? If they ever went back to it, or if they did something in Metroid Dread or whatever Fusion sequel to kind of go back to that kind of gameplay, and that's exactly what they did. Like, I, I love that Metroid Dread's, like, turning out in kind of, like, in a lot of ways how we were hoping, because they're they're taking one of the best parts of that game, which were the chase sequences, that that sense of like you know dread and and fear of you know avoiding the SAX, avoiding something that's stronger than you, and they're ramping it up. Now they got a bunch of those enemies, and you're doing that a lot now. And I love that the Emmy is mm-hmm. such a cool concept. I love its animation, how it's just constantly like just adapting to the elevation and angles, and it just like morphs around and flips over and crawls about. Uh, it, and and uh, it doesn't need like any weaponry because you know that once you get caught, unless you get that one, you know, the, the quick time, you're dead. It doesn't need to be shooting at you. It doesn't need to be going super hard either, right? Like it knows it's going to get you. And it even has that little like robotic chirping to it, which I think adds to the creepiness because like normally that would be cute. But because it's coming from this like murderous machine it just makes it way more scarier and and that's one of the things i love about both like fusion in this game is you have an enemy that's not like evil it's not malicious it's just it it has a job or it's like instinct and it's just gonna kill you because it's either you know this alien thing like the sax it's just a, a parasite it's just a bug it's just doing what it does it's like a it's a creature it's not an evil force and then you have this it's just a machine it's programmed to hunt you down or hunt you know these its targets down destroy them you can't reason with it which i think is the scariest thing right you you're not going to be able to try and stop it that kind of way it's going to get you and it's not going to stop till it does so that's what i really love about the emmys it's a really awesome design really cool gameplay mechanics so i'm really glad they've inf- emphasized that in this game mhm and you know we were saying I think we were saying on Phase and Labs when we did that show, uh, one of us, and I can't remember which one said, but like, um, I I like the idea that the, at the time we were talking about, I think a, a remake of Fusion, but like, and we were talking about the SAXs and should they randomly appear and hunt you down or should there be like sequences? And obviously that applies to Metroid Dread too, because it looks like there are going to be obviously sequences when you walk into these Emmy rooms where the Emmys are going to hunt you and you can learn a specific pattern to avoid them but it also does look like there is going to be a certain element of of randomness and like you do have to react so i think that it really did give us like kind of the best of both worlds of what we were kind of hoping for in terms of that gameplay mechanic here absolutely and and you know we saw the first emmy which was all beaten up and whatnot but that wasn't in an emmy room so i wouldn't be surprised if we see another emmy that wasn't in an emmy zone i think that's what they call them uh another another interesting detail that they mentioned in the treehouse i think that i'm not sure if they mention it in that section we just covered or later, but the, the Emmys seem to have three phases. So they're, and you can tell which phase they're in based on the color of like their, their scanner in front of their face, like the light they're shining out. So if it's mm-hmm. blue, they're in like surveillance, like patrol mode, like they're looking around, you know, if you don't kind of get caught by it, you're kind of good. Right. It seems. And then uh, investigation mode, which is yellow. It's either like kind of saw you or it's heard you or kind of as an idea, you know, it's nearby close enough and it starts kind of like searching. And then obviously chase mode 
it's seen you you're you're caught you're you know painted in red it's in red mode it's shining a red light that's chase mode it's hunting you down so you do not want to be in red you mode. don't want to be in that mode yeah you don't want to be in chase no. mode so those are the three kind of phases you can look for when you're fighting against an enemy Yep, absolutely. All right, well, we are pausing right now on a beautiful backdrop of yeah, um, ten fourteen. Look at this CDR here. Love we've it. We've got we've got some life forms in the background here. They they look like I don't know brachiosauruses or something. They look really gorgeous. This just looks very gorgeous, actually. Like They're like horse looking of, things. Uh, yeah. Lo- yeah, like just the the it looks like there's a beach. Looks like there's like um, some mechanical kind of spires here. It looks it looks just absolutely stunning. This is. This is going to be a real treat, I think, to finally play Metroid in HD. Because, um, I mean, wow, like this background alone is just quite breathtaking. Absolutely agree. And, they, I, you know, there are really solid details. There's some awesome attention to detail. Yeah, I think those are like big rock spires. Like you have this like the light coming down. It gives you like the uh, like the effect of like volumetric lighting, like the 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 sh- like the rays of light coming in. Um, if you notice while you look at some of the gameplay footage as Samus gets closer in some areas, like the creatures in the background will react and, and jump away and run away from Samus as she comes nearby. Like, you know, it rains a little bit, the water's flowing. And of course, as uh, I'm going to hit on pause here, you'll see that there's an enemy shimmering in the background, which will give us, you know, a little bit of foreshadow or something, something shimmering in the, in the background. That'll give us a bit of foreshadowing for an, an engagement later on. Just, just another classic case of like this game really should be called Metroid Dread because you have this beautiful landscape, you have this beautiful scenery, and you can't even enjoy it because there's something <laughs> shimmering in the background. And it's right saying, there, like ready to take you on. What? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I love so, that. Oh, and you can see like the shadow. Awesome. Oh, it's so good. Splashing around. You can around. see the shadow. You can yeah. see the splashes of the footprints. It looks really great. And of course, we have this big disgusting blob gamer thing. Yeah, like uh, yeah, they're grotesque looking. There's like here. rib cages <laughs> in the background. Like I love how it they like, they really kind of ramped that feeling up of like okay, like you're not just fighting these arcadey like you know enemies like yeah. they're, they're it's gross. You know, you're on like there's some stuff right down like and the the remains are here. Like you look at that enemy on the top left, right? That's like hanging there. Like it looks like a looks like those things from Half Life. Like it looks like a face hooker or something like that. It looks it looks I mean it's gross. Oh yeah, look at the school tool are just hanging out there. Yeah. What I noticed that uh, that I do like is that the um the power ups or the health or whatever you want to call it that the enemies drop when you defeat them, they seem to just automatically just go towards Samus, which I really, really enjoy. So uh, we are back in looks like another atom room here. Yeah, atom room. Yep. Um, so I seeing this, I I feel like I feel like uh, I'm I feel safe to say that Samus has Adam maybe in her arm cannon or something, and that she's injecting him into these rooms. Um, I I think that I can can buy that theory. Right now, the Nintendo Trios guys are telling us that they don't want to show us what Adam is saying because. That is going to be a spoiler, but... Uh, Spoilers, and he has okay. voice acting, too. But, yeah, I think it's... I. That's I, the big thing. That's yeah. the big thing. He has voice acting, which is cool. I feel like everyone but Samus will probably, might have voice acting in this, which I'm okay with. Um, yeah. I will I will say, though, I, I think earlier in the show you were saying how, like, maybe Samus, like, somehow downloaded Adam into, like, the planet's network. I think that's more likely than, like, her, like, injecting him into the, the, the spot every time. I think she's just kind of turning him on. And I don't know, you got to do with an arm yeah, cannon because it's Metroid. But I, I think that's a, a pretty plausible theory that, like, she shows up on this planet, she downloads Adam to the planet, and that's kind of how she gets a lot of information because Adam's kind of... Look at those missile expansions. Those look really cool. Yeah, like, I love normally that. Normally a missile expansion is just kind of, 
you know, it's just a 2D missile, or, or it doesn't look that spectacular, but these look really, really cool, I think. Kind of Metroid Prime-y. And I also like Very here, nice. like, you, I, I think there's going to be a sense of, like, while you're, because this game is definitely going to be focused way more on exploring than, like, Metroid Fusion was, there's definitely going to be instances where, like, you approach, like, an Emmy zone, and you're, like, on your way somewhere, and you're like, ah, do I go, do I go around... Like, do I try to find a better oh, yeah. way or do I risk it and go through this Emmy zone and try to fight my way through? I think that's a cool aspect of the game that we're going to be playing with. Yeah. Yeah. So, it, I mean, like this I looks said like earlier, fun. This looks like fun, like man. like the Emmys. This does. Uh, it doesn't look like they're terribly fast. So if you do get caught, it's not like you're completely At least this one. It could, they could be faster later. But yeah, they yeah, don't seem they, too they fast now. This, one, uh, this one's like a level one Emmy, it looks like. So he's... He's doing his crawling. He's he's chasing Samus here, but looks like we've got enough movement to uh, movement tools to, you know, stay away from him so far. You can see he has the uh, the yellow. Yeah, now he's kind of uh, you know searching yeah, like kind of based on the. I think they say they they search based on like their last oh, no. like sound or image or something like that. Yep, and then get that quick time. Oh. You don't get it. Oh, and pierced in the throat. Oh, like they're trying. You're trying to say that these things are trying to be friends with you. Last episode, bro. That I thing was that trying to murder him. Nah, dude. You got good luck with that. Good luck with that. <laughs> um, so very, I'm going to pause very, real quick, uh, though. But yeah, keep going. 1410. But I keep was going. just going to say, so very, like, when you get killed, it, it reminds me of playing Alien Isolation. When, when the alien finally finds you and, like, you're done. You mm -hmm. know, it, there's no, there's kind of a nice little cutscene there, but uh, you're done. So interesting to note that we... Um, so Samus has just died here, and instead of, of starting from yes. the last save station, we're actually starting from the beginning of the Emmy door. So that's uh, that's a nice little quality of life gameplay mechanic right there. Yeah, so it seems like if you die in an Emmy zone, you just go back to the right where you entered the Emmy zone last. But if you die outside the Emmy zone, it seems like you, uh, as far as we know... Uh, I don't actually. I'm not entirely sure if they actually die outside an Emmy zone, but it seems to me that if you die outside an Emmy zone, it'll work like it does normally. You'll respawn at your latest save station. But if you die in an right. Emmy zone, you'll die right at the last time. You know where you entered. I think that's fine. I think that's good. You know, I, I will admit that one of the it is kind of tedious and annoying where you try you get somewhere deep into Metroid and you hadn't saved in a little bit and you run into something dangerous. You die. I'm like, oh, I gotta do all that over again. It's kind of part of the games, but like I can understand that that does suck and and I I don't like it every time. So if you get into an Emmy zone and you die there, like I think that's okay. Um, and maybe in harder difficulties, maybe they'll change that. You know, so like maybe on like a higher well, difficulty, that, that's just it. Yeah. you know, like that yeah, won't be a thing. It. So I think that's fine for like a normal difficulty thing. Like you said, it's a quality of life. Um, addition, I think that's fine, and it gives people a chance to get right back into the action. I think, it's, which is more important as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I mean, let's let's say if you want that classic challenge, you can unlock fusion mode or hard. Yeah, I'm mode sure there will be hard mode. Be exactly. Game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah. before I hit unpause, I want to say real quick here, if the bottom, if you notice, there's another one of those Chozo statues that Samus used earlier. Um, mm -hmm. she plugged her arm cannon into it re to replenish her missiles. Just notice how those Chozo look like the dark Chozo, like the sleeker, more menacing looking Chozo. They're not like the Chozo statues that we, we know from more classic and, and previous Metroid games. They, these are the more menacing looking Chozo. I think that's just an interesting detail, um, to make note of. But anyway, I'm going to lots unpause. Of, lots of mystery behind the planet ZDR. Seriously. I want to know what ZDR stands for. <laughs> yeah. Um, My default but, is to like Zebus something. Zebus. I, I, uh, 
I don't know. Dread research planet. (laughs) Oh my god, that's what's that. That's what it's gonna be though. (laughs) It's gonna be Zeb's dread research. You're oh my god. Here we go. I think that's here first. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds so bad that that's what it's gonna be. I think. Um, which Uh which I feel like you know this game is doing so many things right. That like what that name for the planet, I'd be like, okay, that's fine. <laughs> they, they're allowed something. Exactly, like they're, they're they're allowed to have a crappy planet name. Like, all right, I'll, I'll that's a pass. I, um, I really do love Samus's uh, baseball slide there. That's it. Just looks like such a welcome and nice feature to the Metroid games. You know, previously you would have had to go into morph ball mode, and I know yeah. that like in Super Metroid and Metroid Fusion, all those games, you can get into morph ball really quickly and do like a mock ball, but. It's just really nice, you know, not having to to make that switch if you want to go and and you know go under something really quickly. So yeah. Samus also, is in the uh, water right here. What is that, yo? Know, did you? I don't know if you've seen that before, but what is that thing? Uh, if you I, don't notice, they completely ignore it here, but they keep going, and she doesn't interact with it. It might. I don't know what that is. It might be a teleporter. Is what people are thinking. Yeah, I don't know. They didn't save their game. Seems like a like a rookie mistake to me right there, but. There's definitely things they're ignoring and trying to be like, ah, bup, 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 we're going to yeah. keep going. <laughs> but yeah, I'm curious what that is. Obviously, we're going to get the, the gravity suit yeah. at some point to deal with this water. Yeah, definitely looks like, uh, you know, Metroid is no stranger to underwater segments here. And uh, of course, we see Samus underwater here. So safe to assume that we'll see some kind of gravity augmentation for the suit. Maybe not the gravity suit itself, but something to deal with uh, the effects of water here. You know, I, I, and Sakamoto said this, I think, even in one of the developer videos. Mercury Steam has good taste. So mm-hmm. I think they're going to give us really cool suit upgrades. They're giving us cool cinematics. They're giving us cool animations. They're giving us cool enemies. They're giving us, look at this, like the cool, like, silhouette and, like, the lights glowing there. Like, Mercury Steam has good taste. I would not be surprised that we get some really cool suit upgrades. I don't think we're going to get the other M treatment where it's just like, oh, the suit's glowing purple now. <laughs> and that's Gravity Suit. Uh, Man, look at her cool that, pose after that. It looks so that awesome. is the coolest looking map room I think that yeah. I've ever seen. So Arteria is the area that we're in right now on ZDR. Uh, this map room looks absolutely awesome. It looks like Prometheus Gorgeous. where they have like the uh, the solar system projection going on. It looks very cool. And it shows you your item percentage right away. Um, in, in some past 2D Metroid games, it wouldn't show you your item percentage until you'd actually beaten the game. I love that it shows you before because like, before I beat the game, I want to have everything. I want to have 100% items. And you can zoom in on the map too. And it looks like you can... Um, it looks like the rooms are actually ultra detailed. And they're not just like the blocks that we kind of know and love the previous Metroid maps to be. Looks like when you're actually you know hovering over that room, you get a little bit of detail on it. So I like that. That's cool. Yeah, and it definitely is more accurate to like where Samus has been in the map or in that room specifically. Um, and it looks like the maps are like big too. And I like that the item percentage seems to be per region as well. So like you can go into an area and be like, oh, I might have 100% to this area, but not this area, you know? So like, that's really cool. Look at the, like, I love the backgrounds. Like you could like, look at all like the machinery in the back, the piping and, and yeah. like all these, like the inner workings of like the structure that we're in. Like it just, I want to, I'm so curious, like what, who built this? What are they doing with any of this? It was like, did the Chozo build all of this? Did the Federation build this? Was it someone else? Like. I just did. Did the I, Emmys like, build it? I mean, maybe like they're... yeah, like in these Emmy zones, like did the like because from the the website and like spoilers, like they kind of say how like the Emmys were sent here by the Federation first. So like, did the Emmys mm. 
gets like where the the zones built by the emmys or like did they build the zones for them or like did the emmys by being in these areas that kind of oh, by virtue that cool. become emmy zones yeah i love that slide like there's so much like uh, i i can't wait to find out what's going on <laughs> um all right so we are we are getting to that dark chozo statue that there's you another one right there earlier. yeah it looks like that refills your energy so that's very cool kind of looks very warrior-ish uh look at yeah this exactly enemy too just oof Oh, you can like kind of like so. I like how the slide is like a good maneuver, but you can't like it. You still take damage. Like yeah. you can't use it to just spam right through and just get that, through stuff. Like you sense. might be able to, but yeah, nope. but that's a good. Well, hey, it's not a guarantee that that would have been the case. But yeah, so here, here we cool. go. It looks like we have. Uh, it, to my eyes, this looks like a red missile door from from games previous. Here, let's see. Yep, that's exactly what it is. So Samus uses a missile, goes through. And mm. we are going to continue with our adventure. That uh, melee is so cool. God, that melee is just off. These, these things are just so gross. These blob gamer. The, the new gamer. The new gamer. <laughs> new, new Nintendo gamer. Okay, pausing oh, right here at 1930. That's what I was about to say is that we have those like dark Chozo statues that are like they're facing the camera. They're like in a like a, a like a stern kind of pose and like look intimidating. And then we have the classic Chozo statues that are positioned classically looking at Samus, like not at the camera. Uh, like the classic Chozo look, the older Chozo look, those look like the more benevolent, like gentle Chozo that we saw from the Chozo memories, not like the taller, sleeker, more intimidating ones. Like that, that's a, that's a detail right there. I love that. And I love how they look awesome. They look so cool. They look, they look the, great. The Chozo, yeah. yeah, they look awesome. Well, what are, uh, what are we about to get right here? Let's uh, find out. I'm hitting on pause out. at 1930. Here we go. So Samus jumps up. It's floating there. She jumps in and she gets the charge beam. You got the charge beam there. So this is obviously very, very early in our adventure here because that's, yep. uh, you know, that's one of the, the standard items that we're going to have. Look at this screen, too. You know, the classic screen where where you can see Samus and, and what power-ups she has. This is cool. It doesn't have. The little uh, animation that shows yeah. what it does. That's cool. Like, that's that's like, that's straight out of, like, like League of Legends or anything, showing your abilities what they do. I love that. It was a little, like, in it was like Samus in training mode against the big new gamer <laughs> or whatever that thing was. Kind of uh, nice, big too, crab. In, in case you're getting um, any more abilities that might be, you know, not your standard Metroid fare to, to remind Oof. you what is going on. So, yeah. uh, Dak is just paused right now. We are... My God, we are outside. There's a Look bunch at that. of beautiful trees. Looks like they got red leaves on them. But, you know, of course, the big thing is in the background, there is a structure. And the structure very much resembles the eye of an Emmy. Um, looks very, very, oh, very okay. cool. Okay, that's not what I was thinking at all. But, yeah, I even noticed that as well. The, the what, shoulder. What are you thinking? Well, it's a big Chozo statue. So I just think it's really interesting that there's a huge... Chozo statue. Oh, you know like, what? Yeah, I, I didn't up. even see the other half. The other half is in behind the tree. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. You have the head in the middle. Yeah, yeah. But I, but that's a good point. Like I, that's interesting that the sh well, the shoulder pads match Samus's shoulder pads too. Like mm -hmm. that, the big like glowing green circle. But also the MEI as well. Like that's there are connections on all sides here. I'm like, ah, oh, whose side is anyone on? Um, but I love like you like you have like the. Like the reddish pink, like yeah, like the cherry blossom looking trees, the the waterfalling. It looks like the, it looks like it's like a shrine or some kind of like, uh, like I don't that. know, yeah. memorial or temple. Like you have these 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 statues that again are like, 
I don't know, because the ones on the sides are they also look like the newer Dark Chozo, but kind of look like the older Chozo as well. The one in the back definitely looks like a Dark Chozo, and but has like that warrior armor. I bro, we're definitely gonna be fighting a Chozo in, in like a power suit, I think, in this game. I, I I'm very much thinking that's gonna happen. But anyway, um I just think it's so interesting how it's like it's like up to its arms in the water in the ground. Yeah, and it's like you have this like the the beautiful trees and whatnot. So this is I mean, look at this screenshot. This is or this this screen. We're at twenty minutes and nine seconds in and just like Sam has taken on this this, this crab. <laughs> but besides that, like the background <laughs> is just um it's gorgeous. It's beautiful. Gorgeous. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, you know what? People I saw I saw this online, and I wasn't even going to mention this to give them any credit, but, like, I saw some people complaining about the price tag for Metroid Dread. Man, if you are complaining about this price tag, go pause the trailer, look at this screenshot, and you tell me if you should be paying 60 American dollars for Metroid Dread. Come on, give your head a shake. I this just, looks you know, absolutely amazing. I think that's another, I think that's a whole debate that we'll probably talk about on the show, maybe in its own episode in the coming weeks, but, you know... I, like I said, I think it's perfectly okay. I was actually pretty like I, I laughed when I saw those comments because, like I said right at the beginning of the show, if you're not if you don't have any uh, at least a couple haters, you're you're not doing something right. And it's and like the fact that at least some people have something negative to say about a Metroid game, but like not like other end, but like that everyone's loving it and they're just some people that gotta say something like that's just like the reach that this game has. Like so many people are talking about it. Like there are gonna be some people that have they're gonna find some issue with it because those those people exist on the internet, you know. So yeah. like when I see people talking about like oh this game. $60 whatnot like first of all obviously I've been waiting this game for this game for 20 years I personally have bought it five times already so like I have no problem but and I also want to support developers who are making a franchise I like and you know pay them well whatever it's $60 whatever it is and obviously some other people might not be able to afford that and all that that's a whole different discussion but we've only seen what we've seen we don't know the extent of the actual length of the game the content and all that so I think to make a judgment in any way is really, you know, it's, it's entirely subjective. It's based on your comfort of what you, if you think what you've seen is convincing enough to put the pre-order down, then you do. For me, I think we, I, th th there's 40 minutes of gameplay footage and it, they barely got into the game. You know, like Metroid Fusion is my favorite, one of my, my favorite 2D Metroid, one of my favorite Metroid games. And you can beat that game, not speed running it, just straight up beat the game casually in like three hours. Like it's not a long game. But I bought that, you know, my parents, I guess. But, like, I would have bought that game at full price if I was an adult back then. And my parents, you know, like, I thought it was worth the full price, and I still do to this day. So I think of this course. game is 100% going to be worth the price. I think we we just scratched the surface on what we've seen. And there's always going to be contrarian. There's always going to be people be people on the internet that are like, oh, this isn't worth it, blah, blah. This looks like it sucks, all that kind of stuff. Can't let it get to you. I think this game looks great. I You know, and honestly, I think almost everyone think, thinks this game looks awesome. And I, I'm looking forward to it. I don't think the, the $60 price tag is, is unqualified at all. And I think we're going to see even more from the game to further justify it. But this is just one of those moments that certainly does. Yeah, I, I mean, for me, it's like if, if you don't agree with it, don't buy it. Uh, and that's no problem. If you can't, you know, if for whatever reason you can't afford it, then don't buy it. But if you thought that there was going to be a new Metroid game, a new first person or a new first party rather not first person a new first party metroid game and it was going to be somehow discounted because it's 2d um i think you were dreaming but you know just look at the attention to detail all of the mechanics that we've been talking about uh for the last almost hour here like this is obviously a lot of work and a lot of care has went into this so like you said i, I want to support it in, in any way that i can and i think that most people have been very receptive to that i think it was really yeah. one tweet that kind of blew up and and you know people that, it's twitter quote tweeting that. man 
Yeah, I mean yeah. that's that's the thing. And honestly, if you don't and if you don't think this game's worth it, then don't get it. I mean that's what it is. You know, if that's how you feel, I think that's totally valid too. Whatever. I think it, I'm I'm excited for this game. I can't wait for it. And honestly, there are other similar games. I mean, they came out. They were full price as well. So I don't know. Hollow Knight wasn't that like forty dollars when that dropped. So. I don't know. I'm excited for this. I think it's, you know, it's something we'll talk about even further, but I am going to hit on pause at the yeah, 20, 2009 moment, 2009 mark. Samus getting attacked again. Giant crab. Oof. Big crab butt getting attacked. So giant Samus enemy uh, crab. There we go. attacks the giant enemy crab at its weak point for massive damage and continues on. There we go. So we are, uh, so we're not just in the facility. Um, in this, on planet ZDR, we're actually in the planet ZDR. We can see some wildlife in the background. Looks like a yeah, it jumps away. Like that. Uh, yep. very very cool. Look at it. Looks like we have an energy tank. Look at all the. Oh man, that's that's just so awesome. All the all the wildlife that you can see in the background and just the the attention to detail and and, and whatnot. Um, very very cool. So we're in the caverns here. Looks like almost like a sandy beach or something like that in ZDR. We got another giant enemy crab. God, just it looks. This looks hmm. so good. It looks so good. And and I like how her, her arm cannon has like a bit more like spacing in it. You can see the big glowing marks on the side. Mm -hmm. It heats up as she shoots it, and it starts to get like red towards like the muzzle and like the barrel. Looks really cool. Um, yeah, the attention to detail in this game is great. As you mentioned, like the the animals in the background, like running away. Uh, you can Fantastic. see like the light, like look at like the caverns. Like I, I love the sense of scale in this game. Like you really do feel like you're climbing up through this planet, right? Like, mm -hmm. and we're we're making our way through. We're deep within and and making all the way through. Like, and, and the backgrounds of a Metroid game, especially two D Metroid. Look at her speed too. She's just cruising. Ah, uh, the rooms look great. There's so many things. It's just like, <laughs> so many things uh, and, she's going through. And now through. we're back to uh, to a room that we. I believe we were here previously in uh in the gameplay but maybe maybe not maybe i'm mistaken um one thing that i did want to point out too so we're obviously at the the very beginning of the game it looks like you just start off with missiles um unless i missed or unless they just didn't show samus acquiring her first missile but maybe even if even if you don't start off with missiles obviously you acquire them very early which is nice because we've talked about before um we, we don't want to always be acquiring like the same power-ups at the very beginning of the game so that's that's cool. And so we're just getting to an Emmy zone and uh, they're pulling the rug out from under us. It looks like the uh, we're going to be exploring that Emmy zone in part two. Of yeah, the gameplay so here. looks like that's it for part one right there as we as we get to a, a big part of the, the presentation, big part of the game, but not just yet. But yeah, wow. I mean, so much to unpack from just 20 minutes of footage, which for me, like, yes. so nice to say, right? <laughs> You know, it, and it was funny because we were talking about doing both parts, and uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think that was going to be feasible. But I am like, I'm so stoked to dive into part two. I'm so stoked to dive into the Sakamoto Diary. Um, I'm so excited to hear what everyone listening has to say. It's, it's just like, man, this is so. It's such a great moment. I have goosebumps right now talking about it. This this was just like the the build up to getting this game finally to, to continuing this story finally to it, it was just it was like a dream come true for for me for for you i'm sure for for metroid fans everywhere um it's it's hard to it's hard to put into words like what what this game being real means and it's it's just it's so it's so rewarding and so exciting um to be a metroid fan right now it really is you know i've talked about this on twitter and with people on you know, the Omega Metroid Discord and that server and our server, that 
you know, I, I really think that Metroid Dread's going to knock it out of the park. I think Metroid Prime 4 hopefully knocks it out of the park, and we're going to be in another golden age of Metroid, man. Like, just like the 2000s or at the beginning of another decade, maybe this decade, we're going to get a bunch of, you know, way more awesome Metroid games. I would I would absolutely love that. I, I have a good feeling, and honestly, from what I've seen, this game looks fantastic. Um, not just from a gameplay perspective, but I have just so many questions, like good questions about like the story, like how Samus ended up here, like how all this is happening, what's happening, how are the Chozo involved, how are the Federation involved, like there's so many aspects of the story at play, and like it, it feels like it's just unraveling, like exactly how we were hoping that it's like it's following the story, but it's setting up something new for future 2D Metroid games, which they said oh. that they're pretty much going to be doing. Yes. Like it's like this, it, they're literally nailing it. Like it, like yeah. they're you have the all like Samus looks like a badass again. Like she looks so cool, and like the gameplay looks so much fun. Like they're they're building and evolving on you know what's and iterating on what Samus Returns did, but still making the game accessible. They're calling it Metroid Dread, Metroid Five. Like bro, they're I, this is they're n- absolutely nailing it, man. I'm 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 truly blown away that the game exists, but I'm even more blown away that they're like really like doing it well, and it's not just like Metroid Dread in name, you know. So I'm I'm so I cannot wait for this game. I can't wait to go through part two of this presentation with you, man. Uh, I can't wait to go through the dev diary. There's so much more to go through, and so much more, many more details to unpack in the coming weeks. You said a couple weeks, and we're gonna be talking about this for months. I feel well, like I mean, we're like, gonna be talking about this till October. Like, yeah, this, exactly. This you is, know, like, this hype train is full steam, ugh. full bore ahead, uh, and and I'm here for it. You're here for it. You know, right before we get off here, I was actually thinking about this last night. Where like, um, when we did our Metroid Five prediction or like story, what we wanted on, on the Omega Metroid podcast, and also on the the podcast that we were a guest on last week, a lot of a lot of what both of you and I kind of said we wanted to happen looks like it is happening here in in various stages bro this if you all of you go back and listen to my pitch for metroid 5 the predict i'm telling you this i like called so much of this dude like once they said oh yeah it's on a new planet i'm like oh my god they're finding this plot like oh it's 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 coming out exactly i cannot wait for more story details bro i cannot wait to play this game and i'm I can't wait to just run in and start. I want to kick some new gamers, man. Those those gamers look very dash malleable, man. I just want to go in there and just kick them. They look they, great. They look <laughs> absolutely disgusting. And and once you kind of dash awesome. melee them with your arm cannon, they they blow up. I feel like that's going to be a very rewarding feeling. Something I'm going to be chasing for a while. So yeah, I I can't wait. Uh, we're gonna do part Whew. two. Uh, yes. very very soon maybe next week very we'll figure soon. that out uh we'll we'll do some some listener q a as well and of course we'll do the sakamoto diaries with so much so much to do so much to talk about here on the omega metroid podcast but that is going to do it for this week uh thank you guys so much for listening and of yeah. course head on over to podbean itunes spotify wherever you get your podcast like and subscribe uh and share it Share this podcast with a Metroid fan in your life. Uh, This last week was one of the best weeks for the podcast ever, so thank you guys so much. Let's keep that going. Uh, If you know a Metroid fan in your life that's excited for Metroid Dread, tell them about the Omega Metroid podcast, and uh, tell them where they can get their weekly Metroid fix. You can check us out over on Twitter at Omega Metroid Pod. I am at Spateri316, and Dak is at DakCity underscore. That's going to do it for this week, but we will see you guys back here next week with some more Metroid Dread content. Until then, everybody, take care.